Well, hello, sweetie darlings. How are you? We are coming right up on the vernal equinox, spring equinox. It'll be the 20th this year. And I am out in the forest. My foot and ankle are healing so I can hide in the matchstick forest where I like to hide, where I don't see other people or much evidence thereof. Although, during the COVID winter, um, some local children and perhaps their parents or grandparents built a large structure here in my little matchstick forest, the closest one to me. Um, it's very cool, like a survival type shelter, but they also uh, made signs for it and hung them up and it's very groovy. So yes, sign of humans, and it doesn't always have to be bad, but a little bit of isolation can do wonders, particularly if you're at a potent time of year in terms of astrology, in terms of the turning of the wheel, the passing of the seasons, or just in terms of your personal life or your collective life, right? the stuff that's happening in your community, to your people, etc. I hope you guys can hear the wind, but I hope it isn't totally destroying the microphone here. I'm trying to tuck this into my coat so that it doesn't get too wet or windy. So, sorry if I sound funny and muffled. So anyway, out here in my little portion of the woods today, we are not going to be drawing a card. We will draw our card on the equinox itself. Instead, I just thought I'd talk about a few things that might be helpful to think about as equinox approaches. You know, sometimes... Alright, I'm giving up on that jacket. Here comes the wind and rain. Um, sometimes our wellness and woo-woo pursuits, our self-care our Instagram witchery, all that kind of stuff. Sometimes it's just like another chore list on top of the chore list that maybe you already had for your day. And it can be tough to balance these things. You may know that if you skip yoga, which in my case, you know, I'm just using that as an example, Yoga always screws me up. I don't do much of it. But a lot of you do yoga on a daily basis. I happen to know because you've told me. Uh, or a daily meditation practice of some sort. Or time spent at your altar. These things can be really important, right? They're part of our lives. They're part of our daily practices. Um, but kind of kind of going overboard and making it feel like there's a checklist that you have to do all this stuff all the time and you have to lay out your new intentions with the new moon and you have to see how much manifesting you've managed to accomplish by the time the moon is full and then you got to do it all again because hey it's a new month like honestly people that's a hell of a lot of work and we're not all full-time witches all the time most of us are not. Most of us are not living in a monastery where 
There are schedules, perhaps gongs telling us when to wake up, how long to meditate, when to meditate solo, when to meditate in a group, when to pray, when to wash the beans, when to, you know, milk the goats. So sometimes we're taking these practices that have evolved over millennia from many different cultures and little subcultures, right? Different religions, but different practices within some religion or other. And, you know, partly thanks to the internet and the, you know, Gutenberg and the printing press and all that, we have access to all these traditions, practices, and ideas all the time. And sometimes we get the impression like, well, then we have to do all of those all the time. And I'm here to say, well, go for it if you want. I, for one, can't frickin' do it. And kind of don't want to. So I'm giving myself permission to chill the fuck out. And by extension, each and every of our small handful of listeners of Burning Tarot, you, my dears, have permission not to do all the things. You may also find that you have an ebbing and flowing cycle that's very noticeable where you're super into something for a while and then you're like really not into it at all. A lot of um, disciplines, you know, they're not into that. You're supposed to be doing the same thing every day, maybe forever. If that works for you or building up that sense of discipline is uh, pleasurable and useful, and that's fabulous. If you're like me, moody, bipolar, <laughs> prone to uh, enjoying some change, you might find that one practice works for a while and then you set it aside to pursue something else. All that really matters is that you have some awareness and some practice. I don't think there's a requirement that says, you know, you have to be devoted to this one thing forever. Some of you um, have literally taken vows regarding certain religions, practices, etc. And that's a different matter. But for most of us who are everyday lay people, um, we don't, you know, we're not required to stick with one text. This has come up for me recently because Equinox is on its way and I've listened to several spiritual leaders that I admire and read some self-care and spiritual work where, you know, it's really easy to say, oh, you know, hinges of the wheel. Um, he's really, you know, here comes a quarter day. So we got to up our game and do all our rituals and accomplish all the things on that day and leading up to that day. And this is while you're doing your new moon thing also, right? <laughs> and whatever spell you have going on because you're all about your intentions, setting your intentions. Oh my gosh, I get worn out by this stuff. I find that it leaves very little room for the very interesting hand of fate for just hanging out and going, okay, 
What's the hand of fate up to? What are the gods doing? How can I hear them if I'm so very concerned with my own intentions, my own goals? So for me, uh, earlier in life, I was very goal-oriented, and I was very good at getting my goals, frankly. If I super-duper wanted something, I got it. This has been true. I consider myself fortunate. Also maybe determined, uh, supported by friends, family, and community, education. Um, Once you've done that enough times on enough important issues in your life, you know, you kind of go, okay, so what's the point of this whole goal-setting thing? It's, I set a goal, I achieve the goal, I feel really good for a minute, and then, then what? I set up another goal. Hmm. So you start seeing that, you could call this a goal as well, but that there is some beauty and courage in setting aside your goals in order to let the season change on its own and simply observe it. Or to let the gods tell you, hey, walk over in this direction. And no, you don't know why. Just walk over there anyway. And, uh, you know, if you don't have 40 million goals set up, you can go, all right, I'll walk over there, gods. I'll go check out what you're pointing out. So that's where I'm coming from. And um, one of these uh, kind of... Instagram witchery spiritual leaders I'm talking about is somebody that I used to uh, hang out and do ritual with many years ago, and she's since become hmm, they. I, I don't actually know what gender they are at this point. I'm going to use they. Um, they've gone on to become uh, quite well known in certain circles and popular, and I admire their popularity, and I can see that they're very inspiring, particularly to younger. Um, practitioners and folks but when I try to interact with the materials they're creating I'm like oh my god this is so scoldy and demanding this is just like like reading their latest book I'm like wow I could just sit I could like beat myself with this book (laughs) there's so many intentions there's so much uh, purity to be attempted Uh, and if some of it comes with an equity lens, that's fantastic. But not, not if it's at the expense of your soul and your ability to function. So that's what got me thinking about how we kind of overdo it sometimes. Uh, when we approach a significant moment. And I, of all people, love overdoing it, or have in the past loved overdoing it in all kinds of different ways. So I can certainly understand the urge. But for where I am now in my life, I'm urging myself to find a way to take that intentionality and take those moments that I do spend with the gods, or with meditation, or with self-care, and let them be soft, ill-defined, gentle, Let them wander where they may. 
And for me, that in itself is a kind of spiritual exercise. It's an exercise in, you know, it ends up being an exercise in direct magic. And then stepping away from the goals and intentions and using, using one's will that typically, typically come with any kind of magic. So, this is all kind of wavy, weavery, watery stuff to work with. Listen to all those alliterations, those W's today. Woo, woo, woo. I'm out in the trees. I feel good. And what emerged for me today was thinking equinox when the sun enters Aries. That's the beginning of the astrological year. Some astrologers consider this unimportant because uh, one of the uh, masters that I'm uh, taking classes with right now, in fact, is like, you know, Aries is just whatever. It happens to be springtime and the Romans happen to use that as the beginning of something and who really cares? Uh, And, of course, the month of March, Mars, Mars is... Aries. (laughs) Aries. <laughs> so the, that's, you know, the god of war. But the, the symbology there with Aries and Mars, in both cases, there's a lot of beginning energy. It's a cardinal sign and it's an initiatory process. So I kind of disagree with that particular uh, astrological teacher I'm working with. Um, I like the tradition of, yeah. Aries, spring equinox, cardinal point, that really kicks off the cycle for the astrological year. By extension, Pisces, which is what we're in right now, sun sign wise, uh, Pisces is the end of an astrological year. I think it's some nice symbology. I think it's, it can be pleasurable and interesting to look at Pisces season when we typically have the sun in Pisces but other planets scooting along in there too um, Venus Mercury's been in there recently um, and just say this is a watery time it's mysterious it's another W watery wistful wishes it's dreamy it's a lot of dreaminess and, and uncertainty and blurred boundaries and edges when we're in Pisces mode. It corresponds to the 12th house in astrology as well. That's the house of troubles. That's a very uh, old-fashioned way of looking at that house, but I think it's a useful one. It's a place where we admit that some things are a struggle for us. And in Pisces land, the water form insists that we go deep into our troubles from an emotional state. It encourages us to find the ancestral links. The things that we carry within our bodies, our spirits, our minds, that go beyond our personal history, that might be inherited literally through our bloodline or collectively through our history as humanity. I don't personally believe that linear time is the only way of thinking about time. But 
in our incarnation as humans, that's how it seems to be. And Pisces encourages us to recognize that we're part of swimming in this vast ocean. And that vast ocean is emotion, is undifferentiated creativity, spirit, image, weirdness, music, poetry, hallucination, perhaps. Pisces is is intense stuff, psychic stuff. It's a good time for the woo. I was listening to um, the astrologer April Shaley, one of her patron posts this week. You know, she encouraged us to think about letting something go as Pisces season comes to an end, to clear things up for the new beginning of a new astrological year. She did it without it seeming super pressury and without giving me like five pages of workbooks to fill out and <laughs> do a particular spell to do everything right. Thank God. So, um, so I liked that suggestion. When we're letting go of something in a Pisces mind state and kind of giving something to Pisces, I think we should work in Pisces mode. And what that means for me is all that watery weirdness, watery weirdness that I was just mentioning. So if you're confronted with a giant ocean of watery weirdness, if that's the part of you that is stirred up during Pisces time, you don't really need to approach it with graph paper and a 14-step spell and careful measurements. Because that's not what this thing is about. If, if you throw your perfect timetable and your perfectly measured crystal into that vast ocean, it's just going to get swirled up in there anyway. So meet Pisces with your Pisces energy. Come to it just head bowed, deeply frickin' humble. And I do not mean that in the contemporary sense of, oh my gosh, I'm so humbled because you gave me the Oscar. No, no, no. The real um, uncomfortable humility that we do have within us, even in a culture that encourages us to be conscious and be um, rational all the time and confident and have lots of clear lines and our shrinks tell us to have good boundaries. That stuff's all well and good, but it is not Pisces. And we, and we live in a culture that wants to just run away from its Pisces side. So if you have something you'd like to let go of, or something that you feel deserves acknowledgement for completion as equinox approaches and therefore the new astrological year kicks in. I'm going to say, what if you approach it with a spirit of Pisces? What if you bow yourself low? What if you sit in a bath or with your feet in a stream? Hello, weird, watery Pisces time. Water is good. What if you just get watery? 
And instead of coming up with a perfect intention and laying it out perfectly and knowing exactly what you're going to do about it, just approach approach Neptune, approach Venus, approach your heart, approach the ocean, approach the vastness of the weird, woo, watery feelings inside yourself. And let this kind of fuzzy boundaried brand of intention begin to flow. Be awkward in front of the goddess and God as you're bowed low mentally or literally. Just admit and you can speak aloud that is helpful for ritual or sing that is helpful for ritual. Bang a gong whatever. You can do something like that. It could be perfectly quiet. Uh, You can use writing as an instrument or tool for this, but writing tends to bring us too much into our intellectual brains. So for some of us, um, speech is kind of safer. It will allow us to express and engage with um, difficult things without overly tidying them up or looking for great adjectives or these various things that can distract us from what we're doing and if you can get at your big murky wild weird wet wateriness if you can get at your w self without any words at all or any preparation that's even better i think what i did today out here in the matchstick forest is i had some thoughts about these issues and i let those thoughts meander i immediately thought of my grandmother my graggy whom I have missed terribly. I think of her multiple times a week, have done so since 2004 when she died. And so I would say maybe she's here with me on this part of my journey. I thought about her. I felt her presence in some way, cried a little bit, kept walking, had lots of vague thoughts about stuff that I do need to let go of. I think or that are bothering me, I think, you know, I let the thoughts be fuzzy boundaried. I let them be vague in the way of Pisces. They did not have to be firm and goal-oriented. Then I found this beautiful piece of burned wood, and I felt that it was holy. I carried it with me through the forest, having more of these kinds of emotion waves intersecting with semi-rational thought. And then, eventually, I found the place where I needed to, to have my little pre-equinox ritual. It was very simple. I basically said hi to the earth, to the air, to the fire, and to the water. I did not do my fancy rituals with those. I just said hi I think I need help here you guys I hope you'll be here with me I felt that they were here with me and I kind of blathered through some of my issues and things that I kind of need to lay to rest but I don't want to push it too hard because I'm trying to go with this watery thing I let those emotions flow and interweaved really some emotion with some rational thought and intention. It was nice. It really was nice. It was revealing. There was not too much pressure of any kind. 
I took the interesting piece of burned wood and I placed it. I placed it down in what I'm calling the cauldron of this old stump. It's a very nice stump and it's covered with scraps of fallen wood and dead pine needles. Now you can hear the wind, huh? Um, I resisted the impulse to kind of tidy it up before I started using it as an altar because that would be spoiling things. I can see it's also the home to a couple of small critters and then probably a whole lot of insects. So I'm not going to do too much to this stump. But for now, it is my altar. And I felt, as I laid down my burnt piece of wood, that I was letting go of a few things and that I was preparing myself to let go of more, to be aware of the need for letting go so that I can make room for newness. What I concluded in my process here was that I have so much stuff in my brain, (laughs) in my life, in my memory, in my history, and I have such a long tradition of diving into new projects that I'm feeling the desire for newness, but I'm not trusting that desire. I'm understanding that it would be nice to clear some space for the new so that I can welcome it. I ended up I ended up realizing that I really want to be open to signs. And I asked the elements, I asked the gods, the goddesses to help me be aware of signs that will show me where my path is, where it will make sense to devote time to wrapping up old projects or throwing them off a cliff or letting them die unremarked on one of my many hard drives. I asked that I could be a little more aware of signs that might point me to what's new if it's time for what is new. This process also told me that uh, I have some determination inside me. I feel determined to... Oh my gosh, you guys, I have to interrupt myself because it's the first um, stink bug, big black beetle of this season. Wow. I didn't know these guys were hatching. I'll take a picture. I like these guys. They're slow clambering beetles, so they don't scare me. Well, hello, beetle. Maybe you're a sign, huh? Since I was just speaking of signs that will show me what's next. And where I'm determined to actually spend time on the old projects before leaping forward. So that's what I learned. And that's what I'm bringing to my equinox. I've enjoyed this process. And if you undergo a similar process, I hope you will enjoy it too. Giving yourself some space. Uh, In this case, my menfolk have gone away overnight. So I have like 24 hours to myself. Never happens. Certainly not since COVID. Um... And in that space, I can kind of, I can have the boundaryless feeling. So there's, there's time for sitting in the bath and having drifty thoughts rather than focused ones. There's space for wandering around the woods and having a piece of burned log become holy and become part of my ritual instead of picking somebody's spell off of Instagram or out of a book 
and following what they do. So that's what I've got. And as, as I come up to Equinox, I don't know what I'll do on the Equinox itself. Um, our group of merry wanderers here in Central Oregon and Sisters Country, uh, we haven't been doing official events at our community labyrinth on the quarter or cross-quarter days since COVID began, but we've had a couple of unofficial show up and walk the labyrinth moments. Maybe I'll do that. And maybe I won't. The Pisces part of this season is saying to me, just let stuff be unformed. It doesn't have to be planned. We don't have to know what's happening next, and we certainly don't have to impose our will on it. At least not yet. So for me, this has been a lovely experience. I hope that for some of you, or maybe just one of you, that this blathering about all this will lead you to something positive. If that happens, I encourage you to send me an email, burningtarot at gmail.com. You can send a short uh, voice memo attached to it, or you can write a few sentences. Tell me where you guys are at. I always enjoy that, um, and I've enjoyed your recent missives. Very much. A lot of interesting stuff going on among the listeners of Burning Tarot and those of you who've gotten tarot and astrology readings lately. Um, yeah, really interesting. I love learning from you guys. Now I'm going to learn from this clambering black bug, and I'm going to send much love your way. I'm T, this is Burning Tarot, and I'll come back on Equinox or the following day to pick a new card for us. Enjoy the sound of the wind.